Georgia. This is the Rorschach Georgia update from the 16th of November 2023. Quick summary of what's going down in Georgia. Following up on a story we reported on the last update on Monday the 6th, Russian occupying forces in South Ossetia killed Tamas Gituri, a Georgian citizen in the Kiribati region. On Saturday the 11th, Military honors marked the burial of the victim. He was 58-year-old veteran of the 2008 Russia-Georgia War and former member of the Kadaleti Special Forces. He was laid to rest a few hundred meters from where Russian occupying forces fatally shot him during an attempted illegal detention. Ginturi was caught in an ambush near the St. George of Lomisi Church as he tried to open the doors of the church, which were locked. His brother, Nikolos Ginturi, expressed the family's grief, emphasizing Tamas's respect for the church family's sole request is justice for the perpetrators. Levan Dothiashvili witnessed the incident. Russian soldiers unlawfully detained him, but then released him to the Georgian side on Thursday the 9th. Ministry of Internal Affairs is investigating the murder and abduction. Regarding the occupation on Tuesday the 14th, Irakli Kobachidze, head of the ruling party, Georgian Dream, or Otsneba, rejected all foreign policy or de-occupation initiatives proposed by parliamentary opposition groups. The opposition parties recently registered an initiative in parliament to expand sanctions against individuals who have violated human rights in the occupied regions. Kobachidze accused the opposition of trying to stage provocations asserting the government's 11-year record of ensuring peace and stability. He emphasized the government's stance on national interests and preventing territorial advances by Russia. Kobachidze criticized the largest opposition group, the United National Movement, or Natsevi, for past provocations and suggested their actions could, wait for it, wait for it, create a second front regarding Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Regarding the EU, on Monday the 13th, Shalva Papuashvili, parliamentary speaker, published an article on myths about Georgia's EU candidacy, as he saw them. He asserted that the government diligently fulfilled the 12 priorities and rejected opposition parties' comments, which asserted that the people, not the government, deserved the status. Also, he said the government was not distancing itself from Europe and challenged the role of the opposition parties, emphasizing their attempts to sabotage the process, the whole piece is complete bullshit, particularly when they pretend that they fulfilled 12 priorities. But it's worth reading as it is a very clear example of Otsneva's messaging points. The funniest messaging has been standing on one leg. Otsneva has been implying that they got candidate status without going overboard to impress the EU by, say, for example, fulfilling the 12 priorities, which they didn't do. The metaphor is standing on one leg, as in we didn't have to stand on one leg to get it. Very well fits into Georgian pride, etc. What it neglects is that the Georgian people desperately want each of those 12 priorities, like, for example, free press and an impartial judiciary, among many others. Opposition parties criticized the article. MPs from the opposition party said that the European Commission recommended giving Georgia EU candidate status because of the active pro-EU stance of the Georgian people and not the government, which is completely true, and that Georgia would have been so far behind if it wouldn't have happened in the next generation. Russia's Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov's comment that Russia will not give up its influence in the South Caucasus meaning control over the region with military and political means, caused even more heated arguments between the Georgian government and various opposition figures. However, instead of criticizing Russia, Kahi Kaladze, Tbilisi mayor, said that Georgia has its biggest enemy within the ranks of the radical opposition parties. Thanks for the polarization, Mayor Kahi. 
According to Ricard Jozwiak's European editor for Radio Free Europe, despite lagging behind in fulfilling conditions, the European Commission's recommendation for granting Georgia candidate status will influence the final decision, and the country will get candidate status in December. Jozwiak notes that even though Georgia has met only three of the 12 conditions set in June 2022, EU diplomats say that giving candidate status to Georgia would help with political enlargement momentum. Jozwiak said EU member states would grant Georgia's candidate status, but ascension talks may be delayed until the new enlargement report is published in the fall of 2024, by which he means until after the Georgian parliamentary elections, which will be held on the 24th of October next year. More from Transparency International, or TI, on Friday the 10th, Transparency International Georgia, the local watchdog group, published a report on Georgian Railways' tender of 184 million lottie, it's about 68 million U.S. dollars, favoring companies with the Eurasian Customs Union, which is the Russian-led economic union certificate. The procurement mandates a certificate complying with special regulations narrowing eligible countries for participation. TI Georgia emphasized that the special government decree under which Georgian Railways announced the tender doesn't exempt them from fair and non-discriminatory procurement obligations. The watchdog asserts that the tender requiring a Russian certificate violates these principles. TI Georgia urges scrutiny from the state procurement agency and the Georgian National Competition Agency to investigate and address these restrictive conditions. They also recall a 2021 case where a similar requirement allegedly limited competition, preventing an Austrian company from bidding on a rail procurement. Mm-hmm. On Tuesday the 14th, Gori Municipality City Hall co-financed a farming greenhouse project in Nikolo's village near the occupation line. Innovative plan focuses on studying economic activity management and development for children. Project authors, greenhouse farming experts, and local government representatives inaugurated the event by symbolically planting strawberries with students. The informal setting aims to provide young people with knowledge to foster entrepreneurial skills and professional orientation. Project seeks to sell produce and fund local school and student development projects with the generated income. On Monday the 13th, the Ministry of Justice announced the opening of the new penitentiary facility in Laituri in Guria region. Rati Bregadze, Justice Minister, inaugurated the facility designed for 700 convicts, emphasizing compliance with the recommendations of the European Committee for the Prevention of Torture and Inhuman or Degrading Treatment or Punishment. Penitentiary prioritizes inmate well-being, offering medical services, sports infrastructure, education, and a digital university auditorium. About 250 staff members ensure safety and rehabilitation. The facility features a unique house of justice and unprecedented Georgian innovation, providing state services to convicts and staff. Russian propagandist Vladimir Soloyov made a post on Telegram stating a sabotage group of up to 50 people allegedly from Georgia would carry out terrorist attacks at Sukhumi Airport. He said he got the information from Abkhazia's defense ministry. Solia later deleted the post. On Thursday, the ninth security forces searched for the armed saboteurs but found nothing. Lots of speculation, theories ranging from airsoft games to deliberate government manipulation, or maybe just more Soloyev BS. On Thursday the 9th, International Development Consulting Company Policy and Management Consulting Group, PMCG, published a report on the main challenges of the Georgian economy. The report said that despite decreasing unemployment, the labor shortage and lack of specialists remains Georgia's most significant obstacles for business. 
Another economic challenge is emigration since it's at a record high. Same time, the population over 15 years old remains below 3 million. On Tuesday, the 14th, the Ministry of Health confirmed that it has made vosoritide available in the country. Vosoritide is a medication used to treat androplasia in children. A couple of months ago, parents of children diagnosed with the illness protested and requested state efforts to bring the drug to the country. It causes slow bone growth, among other health issues. The ministry stated that in the first stage, it will give medication to only four children due to the critical need of the pediatric facilities. Then parents will get permission to use the medication at home. And finally, the Georgia National Gallery will showcase an exhibition of Thamar de Letai Vachnadze, a Georgian artist who created sketches for the French fashion house Dior in the late 20th century. The exhibition includes over 30 paintings, 300 sketches, 200 archival photographs, graphics, collages, children's marionettes, among other things. Art Gallery in Tbilisi will host the exhibition from the 19th of November until the 16th of December. And that's it for this week. Thank you for joining us. Before we leave, we want to thank you. Welcome to subscribers. We're happy Rorschach George's community is growing. However, we're sad because we had to cancel our Nigeria update due to low audience figures. So please, if you enjoy Rorschach Georgia, share it with friends on social media. Message us if you have any ideas on how to keep growing without including ads. Also, if you're feeling very generous, you can financially support us in the link in the show notes. Nachmandis. Nachmandis.